Hey guys, it's Fidel here. So today we're going to give you a special episode of a new project that I've been working on, which is called Latino Leaf, which is about the Latino lives here in Canada. The first episode of the pilot episode, I did it with my friend Tabare. Uh, the audio is not quite good, so we didn't release it as an official podcast, but I thought it was an interesting conversation. So I will launch it here. Uh, please give us your feedback. It's very important to us. And we are going to launch this new podcast this month. So stay tuned. Uh, Again, subscribe and give us your feedback about what you think and hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be back next week with our regular program. From Includus Media, this is Latino Leaf, a podcast about the Latino life in Canada. My name is Fidel, and today I'm going to talk with a good friend of mine, Tabare. We are both from the Dominican Republic. We're discussing how it's like to be Dominican, a little bit of Dominican history, and the Dominican life here in Canada. Hope you enjoy it. And we are in this new podcast called Latin Leaf. I'm with my friend Tabare, or they call you Tabar in English because they can't mention Tabare. <laughs> uh, and, and, and any way they want, like Tabar, Tabaras, Tabare. It, it's not that difficult to say Tabare. It's not that difficult. Uh, actually, I don't know. Uh, like uh, I, my, uh, I was hoping, like you know, this guy from the Maple Leaves uh, called Tabaras. So uh, that, I don't want uh, hockey, so. Okay, well, so that's one of the the big one of the biggest athletes. I think is the the is the the best paid in the Maple Leafs. So he's from uh, originally, I think, from uh, Canadian Portuguese, but his name is pretty similar to mine, like his last name. And I thought it was gonna be like uh, easier after that, but apparently no. Nope. <laughs> nobody, nobody gets it. My my name is a First Nations name, so even in Spanish, uh, like I get my name changed for Tabares, or uh, they say like uh, it's with a Z or S or whatever, and it's it's just Tabare. Yeah, oh. Tabare, because it has an they don't have the accent in the E. Like that's a thing that that's not a thing in English, right? So that's, yeah, that's... no, but but even in like even in in Spanish, the people will say Tavares because Tavares is a last name. So it's uh like it's been um heavy burden. Yeah, it, 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 it's been a heavy burden. So the, the, this is the first episode. So we are trying to explain the Latin experience, the Latino experience in English, like somebody that has never or doesn't understand Latin culture or wants to know Latin culture, like how do you, how do you explain, how would you explain Latin culture or Latino culture? Um, how will you explain? Uh, I mean, I think it's a diverse, it's a very, very diverse thing. It's like, it depends where you are. Cause it's a, it, it's, it's all based on, we have, most of us have a common language, which is Spanish. Uh, that's that's one. Uh, most of us have uh, Spanish culture because we were colonized by the Spanish. Most of us, not all of us. Uh, and it has a very, it's like a mix between indigenous, European, and African cultures. It's like a mix of all three, depending on where you are, because that's the thing. Um, yeah, man, mainly you can say that, but also you have to consider like... Uh... For example, you and me, we come from the Caribbean. Uh, same thing happened north of the Caribbean or south. Um, 
everybody stopped there. Like Chinese stopped there. Uh, Arabs stopped there as well. Uh, South Asian also. So it's like a big mix. Like if you go to Trinidad uh, or if you go to uh, Dominican, you'll see like a big Chinese community, big uh, community from the from the Middle Eastern. Same thing happens with the in South America. So it's mainly uh, Spanish and uh, indigenous. And like I said, an African, but also we have all these other cultures that they came to America looking for uh, treasures and things like that. So we have a, a it's like a real melting pot. <laughs> yeah, but, but like that's another thing that you mentioned, like Trinidad. Like if you if you look at Trinidad, Jamaica, they they're not Latino. They're they consider West Indies because they're not in the Latin spectrum. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So so yeah, that's that, that's. Just, that's the other thing. Like, for example, we are Dominican. Tavares Dominican. I'm Dominican. So we are in the Caribbean, which we speak Spanish. And the people that speak Spanish with us are Cuba and Puerto Rico. But then we are next to Haiti, which they don't speak Spanish. They, they, they're French Creole. Uh, and then we have Trinidad. Then we have Tortola. And then we have those little West Indies islands, Jamaica. And they are they are not part of they're part of the Caribbean, but they're not part of the Latin sphere. I, I see what you mean. Although sometimes they are considered Latin Americans also, like just because. <laughs> and, and that's the point of this podcast. We're gonna try to explain uh, what is Latino, what's not Latino. We might have Brazilian people that they say they're Latino, but they don't say they're Latino. Uh, Haitians that they say they're Latino, but they, they don't. Something they don't say they're Latino. So that's 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 the that's the big. We're gonna try to decipher all of that <laughs> in the upcoming episodes. But let's let's start with what we know best: Dominican Republic. Let's let's start with that one because you and I can can talk about that. So, sure. like for me, being Dominican is being part of a island that. It's based on, like I said, a melting pot of Spanish people, African people that we deny the Africans. I don't understand that crap. Well, I do understand the crap that we denied the, the, the blackness in the Dominican, which is crazy. Uh, but <laughs> we, we, we do that. It, it's a sense of like it's a melting pot of Spanish, African, indigenous, Asian. There's, there's an Asian. There's an Arabic side to it in some communities. Uh, and they kind of all blend in together and you got you got this uh, third world country or poor country that is kind of corrupted or very corrupt in a sense uh, with a lot of culture and, and rich background. That, that's, that's as best as I could put it. What, how would you put it? Well, I, I guess that uh, all of that is right. Also, we get a lot of uh, we, we got a lot of good things of this mixture of different uh, ethnicities. Like, uh, we have an awesome food, <laughs> awesome music. Um, and uh, yet we can relate uh, as, um, as Latin Americans, we can relate with the other Spanish-speaking uh, countries in Latin America, but also we can relate to certain parts uh, of, the, of the world. Because like what you're saying, like we have lo, lo, Los Chinos de Bonao, so. <laughs> Los Chinos de Bonao, sí, Los Chinos de Bonao. These guys are like a big Chinese community. We have them there. We have their food, the Japanese in, in Constanza. We have the, the Puerto Plata too. There, there's Japanese, there's a Japanese community in Puerto Plata. They're like and, a, and a big a big Jewish community in Puerto Plata as well. Because remember when they the 
I don't remember exactly in, in what year, but uh, it was the Second World War. So we received like a couple of uh, ships that uh, we offered them because they were not accepted in the States. Um, and they, grow, they created a, a huge industry of uh, meat processing products and things like that. So uh, we are all over the place, <laughs> like you said. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, like we got our independence from Haiti, which a lot of people don't know that we got independence from Haiti. Uh, then we got colonized by the Spanish. Then we got taken over by the Haitians. And then we got over by the Haitians. Then like 20, 50 years later, we got taken over by the Americans. Uh, three times. Three like times. We, we are one of the countries that uh, has been uh, invaded more by the states. I think only Haiti in the yeah. uh, in the in the Western Hemisphere, only Haiti goes before us, and it's because they have been invaded four times, and we just three. <laughs> yeah, so we got invaded by the Spanish, by the Haitians, and by the Americans. Uh, that's that's the sort. So, uh, in those lapse of time. Uh, other communities and, came and the French and the French Fidel. Because really? remember, well, because remember, we got the, our independence from Haiti because we were Saint Domingue, so we were a French uh, territory because Spanish Spain lost it to the French in a battle. So when the Spanish got their independence, uh, I mean the Haitian got their independence from the French, which was uh, like 40, 50 years before us, they got independent. In their independence by the French, and this is how they end up getting our part of the island as well, <laughs> because we were part of the of the French at, at some point. Yeah, and that's another thing that people uh, may not know. Haiti was the first country to get independence in America before yes. anybody else. They were uh, they were the first uh, black colony in America. That's uh, unfortunately that, that didn't turn out well because then. The French kind of took like they had to pay him money, and that's how they got ended up. When they ended up poor because they took all the resources. That's a that's a different story for somebody that we gotta cover with somebody that probably is Haitian. Uh, but yeah, the Dominican Republic it, it, it would be I would say that I, I mean we're rich on food, we're rich on uh, music. Like we our main musics are bachata, merengue, uh, mangolina. That's, that's Re reggaeton, reggaeton. No, no, reggaeton comes from Panama. That's that's dembow. that's dembow <laughs> comes from Jamaica, and that's like 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 that's that's another that that's another subject, and that's a cool thing. We we have so much subject to talk about. Uh, yeah, right now there's like a big dembow like urban thing, but it's always been there. Like all the African roots of the country has always been there. We just never, uh, we never, uh, we never empowered them. Uh, and a lot of them has to do with uh, Trujillo, which was uh, uh, was the most famous dictator. Because that's the other thing we had many dictators as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's been a it, it, like the Dominican Republic can be colonized by dictators and people stealing from the government since the beginning of the republic. Uh, so yeah, Trujillo didn't like. Uh, he was a dark skinned man, and he didn't like being dark skinned because he he got chastised by the higher class. So when he reached power, uh, he said, well, no, there's no black people here. We're gonna call them Indio. 
<laughs> that's what we're gonna do so yeah, basically that, that, that will that will translate like uh half baked yeah half baked like yeah like like <laughs> like like we are not black in this country so he literally changed the whole race and said well, maybe maybe he invented the term the term brown that is uh in vogue now like a lot of people use like uh brown people uh So maybe he invented, like, uh, in in his mind, uh, that's what he was trying to mean. I don't know. Well, I know somebody, uh, Jose Antinoe. I don't know if you ever know. He's a very good uh, history teacher. I don't know if he's even alive. He, he just, he gave me uh, Dominican history. And he said that Trujillo didn't like the term, like, dark terms, like, black brown and all that stuff he never oh he, okay he had a very uh he wanted the power of hitler at one point he felt like he wanted that power and there's an urban legend that it's nobody uh, I, i think it's not true that trujillo uh, sent a letter to hitler saying like we declare war with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's a common, that's an urban myth. And then that, uh, like, four days later, there was, like, a submarine and and, and took a missile and, and that uh, destroyed a Dominican ship. Uh, but that is not true. That's never been true. Uh, confirmed. That that, or confirmed, confirmed. Yeah, or yeah. confirmed. Uh, it's just, a, like, an urban myth that people said. But uh, Trujillo wanted, uh, he lasted in power for 30 years. And he didn't like the term black he didn't because he was always traumatized by that because he was a poor man uh he had a poor child and he became this president he became president of the country and he wanted he always thought that white was the superior race so he brought asians that's how the asians from like from puerto plata and constanza came in Uh, the Chinese came in because, again, China was super poor. Yeah. Lots of people from the Canary Islands. Yeah, and he to he, in Bani, in Bani. Bani. Yeah, because he offered him land. That's what he offered them land to come be here. But he wanted to that. That's the the term mejorar la raza, like yes. empower <laughs> the race. That's where it comes. Like people say, like, oh, está mejorando la raza. It's like, oh. You you're you're gathering the race, so that's 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 where it comes from. But uh, but that's the thing. Like when you think about the Dominican Republic, and, and again, you you done you lived your whole life there. You did a whole bunch of businesses there. Like what what would you say to somebody that just goes to the Dominican for the first time? What would you tell them? What would be the first advice? Um, well, uh, it's the most beautiful country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we have the best beaches. We do. We have, we, the, we have pretty we good have, beaches. We have the best cigars. We have the best rum. The the best. That uh, is also food. true. So, uh, the best baseball players. So there's a lot of good oh, things you oh, can say about the American Also Republic. true. Like uh, the we receive more than uh, almost as much as our popul our total population every year in tourists. So uh, and it's growing. Like it, it has never stopped growing just uh, like in, in 50 years, only 2020 because of COVID is the first time that we got a decline of visitors in our country. So uh, all these people are traveling there for some reason, Fidel. So. <laughs> well, no, I, I will definitely say that. Uh, like Dominican Republic is a beautiful country. It's I think it's uh, one of the most 
beautiful countries in the world. I mean, if you go to like Bahia de las Aguilas and you go to like any beaches, it's just, it's magical what you go there. And the tourism sector, uh, it is very, very, we're very dependent on it. That's one of the things. And it also, like I said, people go there because it's, you know, it's nice and they get free alcohol. So people like to get drunk as well. So (laughs) I give you you an interesting fact, like uh, Canadians, um in, in in terms of total Canadians that go there, uh they're not the first uh like the visit, they are the second uh like of based on country of origin, Canadians are the second uh nationality that travel into our country as tourists. But if you consider like and the states is the first one, right? So the states is like uh twice as much. But if you consider that Canada is 10 times less people than the States, so Dominican Republic is the, like, like per capita, the must, uh, the preferred destination for the Canadians all over the world, like before Cancun, before uh, Jamaica, before any other destination. So this is something like, Canadians like about there <laughs> as well. That is not cold. Like like where it's the middle of February, it is super cold here. I would be with Dominican right now if I if I couldn't. But I mean, but in a serious note, yes, that's that's uh it's actually something that in Dominican Republic we say that uh yeah, we have like the most beautiful country in the world. We have great weather, great uh, you know, great climate. Uh And we're not that far away because, again, I don't know uh, if, if to travel from here to Mexico is like, depending on where you go to Mexico, it could take like 10 hours in, depending on where you go. Like if you go to the beach place like Tulum or Cancun, uh, that it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a long flight. But if you go from Toronto to Dominican, it's like a four hour flight. And if you go from the States, let's say New York or Miami uh, or Boston, it's two, three hours. So it, we're, we're very centric as well. Like we're a very centric country. Yeah, no, but don't get me wrong. They, they love, me- like everyone loves Mexico as well and Puerto Rico and all the uh, Latin American Caribbean. Uh, just like we are pretending to be uh, more Dominicans today. <laughs> so I was just giving you that fact. Like It was uh, mind blowing for me, like because I I always thought like maybe some European countries uh, like Dominican better than can than Canadians or uh, Americans, and I was surprised to find out that Canada has been like the number one country uh, uh, providing visitors to Dominican for over 25 years. I don't know, like oh, wow. uh, what what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Like. Um, On the other hand, like if you're Dominican, uh, we don't come that in that many, uh, we don't come that much to, to Canada as Dominicans. Because we don't have the B, we got to get visa to get this. Like, like. Yeah, but uh, we go to the States or we go to different countries. So, uh, well, and, that, and that's the thing, like uh, for us, uh, there's something like every time somebody comes from another country to Dominican, we say, I say like, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, why are you going here? Because we're all trying to travel. Uh, and the reason why we don't uh, is because uh, we, Latin American countries, uh, I think the highest passport is Chile. I think Chile is like, that's the highest passport rank that you can go to like many countries. But 
Latin American countries that we have in common. We we don't have access to go to a lot of countries as like a Canadian or US or European passport. Like every time we go, I think maybe Colombia now can go to Europe. Colombians can go to Europe now without a visa, uh, Brazilians and Chileans, uh, but Argentinians used to, but they don't anymore. But all we have that in common that we, uh, in order if we want to travel to the West, we, we have to go to this paperwork compared to like Western countries. Uh, a lot of Latino countries have that. Uh, we have uh, Venezuela, us, Haiti, and like Bolivia and some places like that. Uh, we, we, we have to do a lot of paperwork to come. So I think that's one of the reasons that we, that we don't come, which like that's, that's one of the things that we're going to have to explain people. Like I think a lot of people don't understand why do people immigrate? And I can tell you the reason is that everybody immigrates. <laughs> everybody does that. It's a, it's, exactly. a, it's a common thing. Like, like you don't see it. Like, we're, we live in New Brunswick, and a lot of people leave New Brunswick that are from New Brunswick. They go to Calgary. They go to Toronto. They go to the States. Same thing with Latin Americans uh, that they immigrate to uh, usually the Western side. Uh, because again, usually they have families and uh, the currency is a big, it's, it's a big factor. Like people think it's just like, yeah, but the currency is a big factor because the currency, uh, if you earn dollars, which is a big valued currency, uh, it's usually worth more than other currencies in Latin America. Yeah, that's, that's true. Also, there's a, a big community of uh, uh, people from all different countries in, of Latin America living in the States. So, it's easier for them to uh, find their own community and, 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 and join like a micro universe. Uh, as of in Canada, we're not that many people yet, like the Latin Americans, but it's, it keeps growing and growing. And, and um, like uh, every time is faster. Like uh, it has been doubled in the last uh, three census of Canada since, since 2000. One, I think, 2006, 2016, and every time it's it's been doubling. So, also, um, it's, been, it's been doubling, and and in in, in, in sequences of uh, 10 years, which is where uh, Canada does their census every 10 years. So, uh, if you compare the last three, uh, it's it's more than double. So, close to three times in this one that is going to be the. Last one was done in 2021. The results like uh, are not out there yet, but I was looking at the preliminary information and it, it grew more than double in the last 10 years. So it's growing really, really fast. Oh, wow. And like you've been more, you, you went, you've been in Ontario more than I have uh, because you, you used to travel a lot there because of work versus like, uh, that's where the most Latinos end up with. They end up more in Ontario. So there's like um, more communities. On, on, Ontario is growing faster, although there's still more in Montreal. Montreal, uh, really? Yes, yes, because uh, Quebec used to have programs like uh, immigration programs that were, um, first of all, more uh, attractive, and then they will give uh, some... Uh, like some benefits or, or some, uh, they were easier. I just don't want to use the, the word easy because nothing is easy when you are immigrant, uh, especially uh, us Latin Americans immigrate to Canada 
almost, I will say, 95%. Uh, we are uh, what the government of Canada call uh, economic immigrants. So it's uh, immigration based on merit. And it's really difficult to get the merit to immigrate, right? So uh, that's why I would, I would not like to use the word easy, but I will use it this time. Uh, Quebec uh, was uh, used to have some programs that were easier for Latin Americans to immigrate to, to either Quebec City or Montreal. So still the Latin American community is bigger or more diverse in Quebec, but Quebec is not growing at the pace that Ontario is. Probably this, by this census, probably Ontario will be the, like the, the biggest province as of now, but it's because it has been growing faster than Quebec. Oh, well, and you would think like, I know Quebec is because of his French and, and everything like that. It's a, it's a bit more difficult for us because we're not, Latinos are like French. They say French is similar to Spanish. It is yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Eh? Like, yeah, yeah, they say like, like oh, it's every similar. English speaker, every English speaker will tell you like, Oh, so if you speak Spanish, you, you'll be able to speak French very, very easy, right? So that's, uh, uh, for me, it's funny. Like, yeah, because, it's, you fun, know, it's funny in, to me, in too. Our, in our countries, we, we watch, uh, we listen to English music. We watch English uh, sitcoms, movies, and everything. English is everywhere. So um, second language for Latin Americans in every country will be English, not French. Like, uh, uh, whatever the people speak as a second language. But uh, here they say, like they say, oh, so it will be easier for you to speak French because you're you're Spanish, right? <laughs> and there's nothing more uh, far than reality. Uh, and, and yeah, and it's you know what I realized? I realized that it's because we, at least in Dominican, we know so much about the United States. It's insane. Like we yes. know the series, we know the 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 artists, we know the history, we know everything. And compared to there, they don't know anything about us other than this. Like, oh, that's where we go to visit, uh, to go to a resort. <laughs> yeah, well, they they know Punta Cana. <laughs> yeah, and, and Puerto Plata, uh, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, Puerto Cana, Puerto Plata, Susua. That's 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 what they do. And I'm like, whoa, like. I remember one time uh, somebody, you know, we, we me and Tamara, the way that we know each other is that we we work together. We're from the same country, but we all, we only met in Moncton, like we only met in Dominican. I'm sorry, in Canada. That's how we met each other. And there was a guy that was from Spain that he used to work with us, and he says like, "Oh, like, did, how 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 do you guys know so much about Spain?" Like. <laughs> It's like they teach us in schools. Like, oh, that's weird. They don't teach us anything about you guys. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whoa. That's really funny. The fact that they colonized us and all that crap, and uh, they're like, nope, we didn't teach anything. <laughs> that Cologne, like he said, like, oh, no, Christopher Columbus, we know that he colonized countries. That's all we know. But we don't know, like, the countries and the culture. No, no, no. We don't know anything about that. But we know everything in Spain, like, how it, how it works. Uh, and and that's kind of funny. Like the French thing is also funny because yeah, we we get most of our programming and most of our things is in English. Like uh, a lot of people don't don't see like we don't get any French, even probably maybe in Haiti or like in French Guyana, maybe they have something in French, but we we don't get any French programming. It's it's just uh, pop culture also, Fidel. But because if we consider like how many how many mu how much music is produced in French. 
as com as compared to how much music is produced in Spanish or English. Like even uh, French uh, artists will record in Spanish just to enter to the Spanish market because it's way bigger <laughs> than the French market. So uh, same thing happened with everything that is produced, uh, like for media, like uh, TV or, or anything like that. So, and also, like you said, we're very close from the States and we have 2 million Dominicans living in the States. Well, just in the state of New York. So it was, uh, was 1 million. There is like 1.2 million Dominicans living in, in the state of New York. Oh, so maybe it's two in total. Yeah, two, the, I think it's two in total. I think one million, like half half of them, or like more than half, is it's in the new, the state of New York. Well, New York, New Jersey, like in the tri-state area. Tri-state, like, exactly. Yeah, like, yes. like like New York, uh, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Like that's that's the that's like the the way that they are. Massachusetts. That's where all the concentrated, but a lot, like one million is in New York. I, I tell you something. I used to live in Haiti for almost four, five years. And uh, even though the they speak Haitian, which is a language that was recognized as a language, uh, uh, I think like uh, in 2003, uh, some people uh, will speak French as well because they are, they are taught French in school. But uh, second language in Haiti, besides Spanish, is English, not French. <laughs> so they speak more English than French there, in general. So, I mean, uh, yeah, they do, actually. And, and I've been to Haiti once. So, like, like I was going to ask you, because you're, uh, me and uh, Francis call you the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've, been, you've been everywhere. You've been like, like, like. How many countries have you been? Like, um, I don't know. I've been in the in all the continents, <laughs> but I, I'm not sure. Um, I uh, haven't uh, counted. Because yeah, it's like, like every time I I've, I've never, I never been. I've never been uh, in uh, South America. Uh, I've never been in the, well, I was in the Paraguay, Brazil, Argentina border, but I've never was officially in Paraguay. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so I've never been there. So, like, what's the weirdest country you've ever been to? Like, the weirdest place you've ever been to? Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you answer it first? Why don't you answer it first? Honestly, the the most craziest place that I've been to, uh, it's not that far. It's a, uh, I would probably say, it's in Canada. It's just a, it's a what's it called? Um, blah, 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 blah. I think it was a little town in Quebec. It was like I was in a Western movie, but everybody was speaking French. Okay. That, was, that, was, <laughs> I, that tripped me out. That people were wearing cowboy hats and boots and big trucks. But it was all French. <laughs> I, was yeah, like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, like, where the hell am I? Like, I went for like to stop for gas and stuff. And I was like, where the fuck am I? Like, people are speaking French here. And then I remember that my friend, he lived in Paris. And he told me like, like people love Quebec in, in, in France. It's like, why? Because they have the French accent, the French attitude with the American style. Okay. <laughs> like they have the big trucks and the, the, they do the NASCAR and they do the, all the things like the Americans do. 
uh, the liquor and all that stuff. And they, but they have a, they speak French. And I was like, I never understood that until I went to that place. And I was like, whoa, like these people are, it's, it's how it's right. Yeah, that's great. Like when you see somebody in cowboy hats and stuff and speaking French to their guys, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. This doesn't, this this is not what I'm expecting. That's a match. Yeah, yeah that's a match. Just, with a big F-150, it's like, this doesn't match what I'm, what I'm thinking. <laughs> but anyways, what about you? Like, now, now you're like, what's the weirdest place? Like, what's the craziest place you've um, been to? I remember being in a place, uh, it's uh, in the jungle. Uh Yeah, the jungle that jungle is called Darien. So it's a it's a virgin jungle, but uh, it's not the Amazonas. It's a different. Uh, it's uh, between Colombia and Panama. So there's a couple of islands there, and a special place called La Palma. And uh, when you are arriving, like you get, you know, there's a the Pan American uh, highway that goes from Canada to Patagonia. Uh, so that's the only place where uh, you have to take a boat if you're driving like from Canada to 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 South America to the uh, Tierra del Fuego. If you're you can go driving the whole continent, but at that point you have to like put your car in a ferry boat because it's a, uh, a jungle, virgin jungle. So there's no roads, and you. I was expecting like. Uh, I was there on, on, for work and there's a lot of uh, like uh, indigenous people from Panama that lives there. And I was expecting to see them. Uh, and it's like a cover because you, you just see them when you arrive to the point of the ferry. But then I went to the place I was going to work and there was a lot of Chinese and uh, Americans. And basically, they were selling and buying. Uh, well, I was selling Red Bull. That's why I was there. But they buy and sell whatever you can imagine because they buy. They were buying and selling to the like the guerrilla organizations that lives in the jungle. So I, uh, everybody was uh, all of a sudden everybody was speaking English or Chinese. And I felt like I was in a different country that was not Panama or Colombia because I, I don't I didn't see any <laughs> like most of the people were Chinese and, and, and American so it was crazy for me. Oh wow, Chinese of all the places there's Chinese. Oh wow. Yes. And, yes. and that's that's one of the things that like when people go to Latin America they they get surprised when they see like whoa this pe this person doesn't look his pet because that's the other thing we have to do is. There's Hispanic. Hispanic is one thing. Latino is another thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, no, La Latin Americans. Latin America, exactly. Because, like, for example, when we think of Hispanic, the Spanish have to be there because they speak the Hispanic language or Hispaniola. Uh, so, but they're basically European. So, and then you got the, there's a French country in Africa, there's a Spanish country in Africa called uh, Equatorial Guinea. Uh, which is also part of the Hispaniola. Uh, and then you have the Latin American, the Latin American countries. Uh, but when it comes to Latinos or Latin America, it's uh, 16 countries, 16 or 
18? 18 countries. 18 countries, yes. And uh, the beta will... Well, 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 Yeah, you have to take it with the... With the with uh, a pinch of salt. Like, don't... Twisters, <laughs> yes, because it's 18 countries that speak Spanish. But then uh, you will have some people that will consider Brazil in there or... Uh, any French speaking because it's also uh, derived from the Latin. So, but uh, what is usually considered uh, for us, like Latin America is basically Hispanic America because it's the Latin American part that speaks Spanish. Uh, some Brazilians will feel part of that, the others don't. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's 18 countries that speak Spanish in America. Besides the besides 40 million people in the United States, right? So that they're also Americans, but Latin Americans. I will say this to my Brazilian people. I love you guys, but make up your fucking mind. Either you're like some of them say, yeah, we're Latino. Some of them are like, no, we're not Latino. We're a different thing of each other. I'm like, make up your mind. According to geography, you are. <laughs> geography <laughs> says you are. <laughs> If you don't want to take it, that's fine. But according, and the other thing is, is that it depends on the geography because it's such a big ass country that if you go to the other side, it'll be like, oh no, it doesn't comply with the hemisphere because whatever, whatever, whatever. But technically, ge geography, you are in the Latin, in the Latin American spectrum. So uh, let let's jump into something that like I wanna I wanna discuss with you because I I I wanna say that too because again. Uh, I post another podcast, Black in the Maritime, so subscribe if you haven't. Uh, uh, but uh, one of the things that came in as, a, as an immigrant uh, was that one of the things that shook me as an immigrant coming to Canada was that I couldn't see the sun for five and a half days. Like, I never seen that. Were, were you in a basement? No, I was here. It was, a, oh. there was, there was like, it was winter. And he, there was no, like, like there was, like, the sun was there, but you couldn't see it because it was all blurry and it was all, like, kind of okay, dark. I see. Okay, and I and see it was, like, like, five and a half days. And I was, like, holy shit. I couldn't see the sun for five days. Uh, that, was, for me, was, like, the, the biggest shock of, of the of the thing. I was, like, wow, you can't get the shock. And I know for other people, it's, like, the food or the or the things, what was the, the, the shocker for you, especially that you've been to many places? Um, you know what? I, uh, I never, uh, well, I can tell you uh, one, one thing. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, to like the, the first time I, I came to Canada, I went to the Niagara Falls. I was on, the, on Buffalo in the U.S. side. And okay. I remember it was many years ago. So they will let you in, like, I, uh, even though you don't have a Canadian visa, uh, there's a bridge there uh, between the States and Canada. So they will let you in, uh, like, just to that area where they have all the casinos. And so you can go to the... Canadian side of the fall, yeah. is, uh, 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 way, way uh, cooler. <laughs> like it's uh, like by far it's nicer than the, the, than the American side. So, but I was in the state, so I was visiting the other side and I was with uh, some friends from school. So we decided to go uh, to the Canadian side. They didn't ask that many questions. And uh, 
everything was uh, like everybody was so uh, welcoming. And then we had to return to the States uh, on the other side of the bridge. And even we didn't have like the visa for Canada, they let us in with no problem. <laughs> and then going back to the States, we had to spend like uh, probably 30, 40 minutes going through the whole immigration process again. So I, I was surprised like how nice or how uh, unaware of the, the like legal problems were those people like uh, in the Canadian border. Obviously it's not like that anymore because this is, uh, I'm talking about pre Bin Laden. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that struck my mind like, uh, oh, these guys are the, the border, border agency. And they are just letting us, like, because they were they knew we were, we were not going like into Canada, like f farther from there. We just wanted to see the falls, so it was very like uh, it was really shocking for me, definitely. Oh wow! Like people are like gamble, drink, everything. Come to this side. Yeah, <laughs> and then, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. then you can go. And then you can go to the other side. And and that's the thing. I mean. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you, you know you know that in the Canadian side they they have all the casinos and everything, and on the American side, you just have like a a, a log cabin. Really? Yeah, just a log cabin with uh, probably one or two washrooms and a lot of uh, trees, and that's what it is. So there's nothing there. They, they have they have like the boat, but there's nothing there. Like uh, it's a uh, it's a wilderness <laughs> on the American side. There's no businesses or anything like that. It's not like the, all the fun is on the Canadian side. So we were like 17, 18, and we wanted to go where, where the fun was. So that's why we, we went over the bridge. That's the most un-Canadian thing I have ever heard. Like the fun is in Canada. Like <laughs> no Canadian person would say that. They'd be like, "Really? The fun was on the other side? That's no, no, no. We go to Vegas. That's where. That's where it's at." But yes, yeah, because it's a tourist place, and and you know that's one of the things that what we're. I wanted to kind of bring this podcast out is because we want to kind of tell the stories of the Latinos. Uh, what is it? Uh, what are the good, the bad, the hurdles? What whatever comes to the to the side, and some people have more different than others, and and because of the culture, like again, there's always going to be a culture clash uh, depending on how you come uh, to the country. Now, I know you work with uh, with some people um, of a nonprofit, uh, which is Ola. Like uh, we spoke to Anna about that, which we're going to do that whenever she wants to get this going. But uh, have you seen, like, what What do you see? Like, we are very, Latinos are very friendly. We're very friendly people. Like, we, we're able because, and I think it's a language thing. We, we can we can all get together and share, like, the food, the music, uh, even if we're from different countries. Like, for example, sports. 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 Yeah, the main sports that we do is uh, football, which is soccer and baseball. Uh, basketball is like a number third, I would say. Uh, um, yeah. And it depends, again, it depends where you are. Caribbean people, baseball, that's what it is. Like, baseball is the thing. Yeah, maybe maybe Argentina will be football and basketball. Uh, but, yes, if you, like, if you think about 
in terms of uh, total people. So uh, I don't know, for some reason, it, it told me that I raised my hand, but <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it's, uh, you, you got it right. It's football and then baseball. Yeah, and then basketball and um, something else. The the only three countries that I know that play like like they're like a baseball and football people are Colombia. Depends where you are in Colombia. Not everywhere in Colombia. Venezuela depends where you are in Venezuela to Mexico, um, Panama. I think they're more baseball people. They're 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 they have a football. Well, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, Colombia just won the, the the Caribbean World Cup for the first time, which is crazy uh, to me. I can't believe last we... week. Last week they they just joined the federation like three years ago. They they already have their their first title, and they are also very good in football. But Panama, you were mentioning Panama is in the still in the uh, like. For the CONCACAF, which is the, the league that is North America and Central America and Caribbean, the only country that it's almost classified for Qatar, it's Canada, then the States uh, and Mexico. Panama is competing very, very closely to the other ones. So Panama has a very good uh, national football team as well, besides their, their baseball team. So it's, it's, it's pretty much... Uh, divided <laughs> yeah but, but panama panama is a very like because again a lot of these all these countries that we go panama is an island like people don't under, like they think it's like a like it's the same as us it's an island and everywhere you go to the islands uh and i've seen this there's either uh some sort of a stickball thing like in the west indy is cricket like that's the thing And for, uh, but when you go to the Spanish country is, and it's an island, it's mostly baseball. Yes. I don't know if they're together. Why? I don't know why is that? Because cricket is a very, very English thing. Baseball is a very American thing. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think when I went to Panama, I think this a lot of, I saw a lot of baseball, baseball. Yes. Baseball. Yes. They, they have, they have very good baseball team, but like I, like I said, They have a very good uh, football team as well. Like they they've been improving, and uh, in the last uh, four or four World Cups, they uh, they are getting closer to classified. And you know the the we only have uh, four spots, like the Concacaf, which is the league of North America and Caribbean and Central America. So. And you have their Mexico and the States, which are big. <laughs> yeah, the, the, so so uh, the other countries have to fight for their place. Canada hasn't been in a World Cup since Mexico 86. And it seems uh, it was the first time and the only time in a hundred years. It seems like we are going uh, for this one for 2020, uh, for this year, for Qatar. Seems like Canada is going. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it's a crazy thing. I, I've been following that with uh, Canada, and I'm I'm super stoked that Canada is actually getting a World Cup, uh, a world a World Cup. Ho hopefully, they need to win in March, and I think after March, I think it's uh, if they win the the next game in March, I think they're in. Uh, yes, the, exactly. Dominican, Dominican Republic is starting to get into football and soccer they, they got a league now 
uh, and now it's we're kind of starting to get there. Haiti, it's always Haiti. I think Haiti's the only country. In Haiti, Haiti has always been been very good. Yeah, I think it's the only country in the care. I don't know, maybe Jamaica. I'm not 100% sure Jamaica has no. made it to the World Cup, but Haiti uh, I think was the only country to make it to the World Cup. Uh, in yeah, the, I know. I I met the only guy uh, in Haiti while I was living there. I met the only guy that uh, scored a goal in the for the Haitian team. <laughs> really? Haiti, yeah, I they partic- uh, I think it was uh, uh, 78, the year that Haiti had, uh, actually went to the World Cup, and um, this guy, uh, it was the father. Uh, He's an old guy now, obviously, uh, like in his uh, 70, maybe close to his 80s. And uh, yeah, he's the, the only guy that like uh, Haiti only scored one goal in the whole cup. And I met the guy that scored it. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that is crazy. That's, that's, a, that's a crazy thing. So that, that is one thing that we're going to talk about before we finish the, this, this episode. We are very close to Haiti. And uh, there always people think uh, that we are there is some tension. There's not some tension. We're like neighbors. Like, of course, we're neighbors. But we want to explain like how do you what's the best way to explain our relationship with haiti and I, I, you can go first or i can go first whatever you want whatever however you want to go but how do you play because you live there um like you said we're neighbors like um mexico and the states are neighbors canada and the states are neighbors and uh you have neighbors you have good neighbors bad neighbors you have neighbors that you Sometimes you have problems, you don't. Um, I guess um, our relationship with Haiti, it's uh, uh, of mutual benefit. Um, there's a lot of trade between both countries. And uh, none, none of the countries could live without the other. Remember, we're a small island. So um, we need each other. Uh, on the other hand, you know that there's also a, historically a problem between the both countries. You mentioned that we just got our, we got our independence from them, so there's still people in both sides of the island that uh, one some will say like uh, we have to get what uh, our territory back, and the others will say like uh, these guys tried to steal our territory and we got it back from them. So. Um, I think it's just like a very complicated uh, relationship where you have different uh, factions and different uh, points of view of people with different interests. Uh, in general, I would say like if you are uh, like the majority of the population in each of both sides, at least that's my uh experience they don't they don't care too much about politics that's uh, what i was gonna say and they, they just they just do their stuff if they uh do trade or they have friends or girlfriends or they busy for traveling uh, i mean there's no problem 
in general, but uh, you, you hear every kind of crazy thing. I think that's one. That's what I was gonna say. I think we are neighbors and we do a lot of business with each other, and and to some and into some spot where we're integrated with each other. Because if you go like in the in the south part of the country, Himani, the Habong, those places, which personally one of the most beautiful beaches is in the south. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of Haitian people descended that, and Dominican descent have been there for centuries, hundreds of years. Uh, I think the problem is is that when you have two countries that they they are not transparent at all. Like Haiti is so untransparent, and Dominican is not that transparent either. Uh, when you have all of these countries in the political aspect, I think that's where the, the where the problem comes. I think the problem is is like Haiti's the poorest country of the Western Hemisphere. Uh, so unfortunately, people want to eat, right? So they'll go wherever they can eat. So I, I think people That's say, like, oh, they, they, they go to the Dominican, of course, so I will go to the Dominican too, or wherever the hell there's food. So it doesn't really matter if I could go to Puerto Rico uh, or whatever. Even if we have to swim the ocean, like exactly. in, a boat, in a little boat. I, I would go where there is food. That's 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 just a given. It's it's human nature. That's why people go there. Uh, and again, I think that's that's the thing that we we kind of want to understand that there's a lot of politics involved, and there is a lack of transparency in both countries. Uh, that kind of makes things worse, uh, especially now, like in Haiti, like the president can get killed. Like like it's incredible. Like 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 if if a, if the highest force can get killed. You can you can tell what the organization in that is when when the highest officer, which is supposed to be the most protected man in the country, can get killed. That uh, that was really that was really sad. I think Fidel the uh, the narco traffic is a big thing that uh, exacerbates the problem between both countries because we have a lot of uh, drug trafficking in both parts. Um, so. They say maybe the president was killed by drug traffickers. It's not sure what really happened. But like you were saying, both countries are not transparent the, with the, and it's because there's some drug trafficking also like uh, involved in all of that. So that's, that's, that's a big problem as well. Yeah, and I think again, it's a, I think it's a, it's a problem in every in every country. They like when you, when you have a border. Like the funny thing is, is that uh, there's a story of I, I know a friend of mine. Shout out to Nanny wherever she's. I think she's somewhere in in London. She's a Swedish person. She lived in Sweden, and she's like, oh my god, like it's the same thing with us and the Finnish. The Finnish come all the time to Sweden to them. I'm like, really? Like the yeah. Finnish? Like really? You guys have beef with Finnish people? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, they always come and drink. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> like I would yeah. never think that would be an issue. <laughs> that would yeah. be an issue there. So uh, one last thing, like what would we recommend to somebody uh, that is coming to Canada at, from Latin America? What would you recommend them? I would recommend get some snow gear it's going to be cold in this bitch so you need to warm yourself up and also okay uh, well, well that, they, they should get a here because yeah. if, if we if uh, like uh, i i make fun of my mother-in-law like uh first time she was coming here on a winter she told me like i'm going to sarah you got some some clothes for the winter and i was like okay so that would be like uh maybe for a cool summer night 
Yeah, so if, you're if you're talking winter, if you're talking winter, don't go to Sarah. You have to come to Canada and get the clothes here. Get, get real winter clothes. That's definitely get real winter clothes. And also, uh, please, for the love of God, learn some French and English. I think that's the first thing. Like, uh, like if you if you're coming here, please make sure you get the language because I think it, it it just makes everything easier. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. What will you tell them? Um, if they're coming to Canada, I will tell them to come with the, like, I guess you're talking if they're coming to live here. Yeah, right? to live, to live here. Um, uh, uh, to be very, uh, flexible. Like when you're, uh, if you're immigrating, uh, emig uh migrating anywhere, um, you have to like reset your mind. In terms that uh, there's a lot of a lot of things are going to be different. Uh, if you were living closer close to your family, you will not have that uh, uh, like that backup. You don't. Uh, lots of different are lots of different things are going to be. Uh, uh, you're going to be amazed, uh, but some things are going to frustrate you. So you have to be able to. To, be, to keep to keep your mind positive and your attitude uh, open to uh, to be able to to uh, to be to be part of a new community that you are going to be living right. Also, um, I will tell them to to keep their 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 essence as Latin Americans as well. I have a lot of people, friends here that uh, their children don't speak Spanish. So I'm, this I'm, is, one, I'm one of those friends, by the way. Okay. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's something you should not, uh, you should not let happen. Like uh, uh, first of all, because it's part of your culture. Second, because uh, Spanish is the, one of the most important languages in the world. So if you come to a different country where they speak French and English and you also speak Spanish, you have a, an advantage uh, or above other people that like, if you speak three, it's better than if you speak two. If you speak five, it's better than if you speak three, right? So um, yeah, that's very important because there's no too many uh, options to uh, teach, uh, to make your children to learn Spanish here because it's not one of the official languages. And like we were saying, there's not too many people from Latin America yet. We're about less than 1.5% of the population. So this is something we have to uh, either teach, teach our, our children in the house. And there are some support groups where like uh, Saturday schools in some cities where you can like uh, children of different ages can go and, and learn the language or learn our culture and so that's that's so something that i would say is very important as well okay yeah uh, I'll, i'll i'll probably will hustle my children to learn some spanish somehow some way i'll bribe them and somehow to do that but that is definitely good so thanks for doing this man i really appreciate it yeah you're welcome thank uh, you also Uh, if anything, guys, uh, just go to latinoleaf.com and leave us a questions and answer. We'll probably will be back uh, with Tabaret and other guesses and we'll 
definitely get all your inquiries about the Latino culture. We'll try to answer them as much as we can. Bye.